to the Movie Planet's bonus show. All of the bloopers, outtakes, and discussions that have nothing to do with the movie of the week, well, we decided let's make a show of that too. Enjoy. I wonder, given both, uh, I mean, is it even, are they even franchises at this point, given the, the multi threads? Which ones? Uh, both your Marvel and your Star Wars. Well, they, they've splintered into you have shows which are part of the ongoing stories now, yeah, they're, uh, as they, opposed to like they exist in their own little pocket universes. So it's kind of weird how they've done it because Marvel, you know, they've, they've talked about their phases, phase one, yes. two, three, and four, and now we're in five. Phase one, two, and three is the Infinity Saga. Yeah. That's all it is. Boom, that's it. It's the story of the original six Avengers all the way to the very end of them. Right. In phase four, they kind of do a requel. Okay. They're rebooting everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a sequel to all the events that have happened. Yes. Uh, so you don't have all six original. You're trying to build new ones. You are ongoing the story. You're doing nothing to subvert that story. Uh, Loki tried to be a middle finger to the end game. And here's how they did it. Did you watch Loki? Yeah. Do you remember when he opened up the desk drawer and he saw all yes. the Infinity Stones? Yeah. And how worthless they were? Yeah. When do you think people lost interest in phase four? Okay. Right there. Because that was so big, it didn't deserve it to fuck you. Interesting. Yeah. Now, that being said, that's how Marvel's done it. And Marvel is at a point now where they're realizing, we were really good for 10 years. What happened? Right. And I think they're looking back now going, we should have never done a continuing story. Mm -hmm. We should have started fresh with something brand new in Marvel. Do the, you take three years off. You, you've made billions for Disney. They'll give you three. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, they'll live off of Marvel land at Disney. <laughs> and I think what happened was at the same time that Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and Endgame are coming out and, and uh, Far From Home, that's when Disney is also doing the Star Wars' Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and uh, Rise of Skywalker. And they're learning from those things going, they try to continue a story and do something different. We just did the same thing and it fucked us up. Right. And that now you're hearing like they're pushing release dates away and all that stuff. Yes. I think both Marvel and Disney are learning from the mistake of we can't follow the dollar signs. The dollar signs will be there. Yeah. We have nothing to worry about. And Colin Trevorrow, God bless him was on Jurassic World Dominion. He had abandoned Rise of Skywalker, went to Rise of Skywalker, saw what had been occurred in seven and eight, had his script written, realized that there's no way they'll allow me to do this, even right. though it's a brilliant script. <laughs> Called Duel of the Fates. What a great name for this. Uh, Cause it calls back to the prequels, which are important <laughs> and goes to dominion. And by that time, the script's already written for dominion. Mm -hmm. 
Now it's a matter of, okay, I have to fincher this like Alien 3. Right. And that's when you see what happened in Dominion, which is people were like, well, it's great. It's a callback to everybody, but what else was it? So I think that's what Marvel and Disney and Marvel and Star Lucasfilm are dealing with right now is they're trying to amend the mistakes of the past and how they did things. I think if, if they could have, if they had a go back machine, uh, they would go back and be like, yeah, we're not going to throw away those scripts that Lucas gave us. And we're going to spread this out a little bit. And I think knowing that if, if Star Wars had followed suit with that, Marvel would have never gotten high on their horse to think we can't hit anything wrong. Let's just keep on going. Yeah. Instead of learning from what happened with Star Wars. Because you don't, here's the thing. Star Wars was an almost, it was an untouchable franchise. Yes. You were not going to mess this up. It was, it printed its own money. People thought that. Almost quite literally. People thought that. People thought it just printed its own money at this point. Like, they they were the gold standard of franchises. Even uh, one through three, as a part of it, it was the gold standard. Elemental, baby. And then tomorrow's The Flash. And I've been so spoiled on The Flash at this point. I've tried to avoid so many things about it just because of uh, what I've heard. I, I had predicted something about seven months ago that, and it's coming true. Uh-huh. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> oh, no. I thought I would be, but I'm not. But one of my favorite bits that I've seen on YouTube is Kevin Smith's speaking engagements. Yeah, yeah. And my favorite one is his story about Superman Lives. Yes, yeah, it's a great piece. It's amazing. I could watch that over and over again. And that's Nick Cage yeah. in The Flash as he's fighting a giant spider. And I'm like, I love that. Uh -huh. <laughs> Kevin Smith is sitting there crying right now. <laughs> going, yes, finally. <laughs> but my favorite part of that whole thing is when he's like, so I go to the director, the producer's house and he puts up his hands like he's seeing the screen. <laughs> go. <laughs> so good. Um. Okay, so that's the last Jedi discussion. <laughs> yes. So uh, did that did that help you understand the Marvel Disney thing? It did. The thing that I'm wondering right now, we are seeing these dates being pushed back. Yes. Right. Like, and across the board, Avatar just got pushed back as well. <laughs> did you see what Zoe Saldana said? Yes. <laughs> I'll be 53 when it comes out. <laughs> Which is absolutely insane. That. Uh, so how old is she now? That would make her like 43. Or 42, 41. She's, she's 40 something. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance, <laughs> but I'm also saying, damn, 40, she looks great. Yes. <laughs> um, but do you think that this is then the right path for them to take to not continue to fuck up, essentially? I think it slows them down so they can course correct. Okay. And I think that's the most important thing because when you see that they've pushed the final two Avengers movies in phase six to be one year apart as opposed to three months apart. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I never believed for one second they were gonna have two Avengers level movies three months apart from each other. Mm -hmm. It was never gonna happen. Uh, when you see that Deadpool 3 is gonna be the first movie uh, coming out after all this. right? Uh, which is weird. Have you heard all the in, uh, problems with Ryan Reynolds on set and the writer strike? No. What's so the problem right now is that uh, 
Ryan Reynolds is taking a lot of heat right now because most of Deadpool is improv. Okay. Yeah. It, Ryan Reynolds basically writes his own lines when he's up there doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the writers are striking right now and they're filming. So everyone's calling him a turncoat because he's going to get a writer's credit on this. Yeah. But what do you do? I mean, once again, I would put the brakes on it because the audience is going to be there. Right. <laughs> like you could show solidarity and uh, also the like producers who do passes. Mm -hmm. Like I understand it's kind of a gray area, but it's one that I personally wouldn't want to get into because of, uh, unless I did have like a personal standpoint where I'm like, no, I think we should be working. Yeah. Well, I think what they're doing is they're right now they're forced to just deal with the script that they have and they have to just use the words that are written on the script, uh, script because that's what they're allowed to do. Mm -hmm. Any movie that's in production can use just the rules that they have. They can't have any rewrites or any of that. And when you think about the movies that are all in production right now, they're still working right now. You're gonna have a lot of shit movies that are gonna be coming out in the next year or so because you need the rewriting process on there. Yes. <laughs> Not the pages, the words on the page don't always translate George Lucas, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what Marvel's doing. I think they're slowing things down and they're also recognizing that they may have leaned into too many cultural issues. Mm -hmm. For instance, the show echo that they're going to have come out. Okay. It's not going to be what, you know, Disney, they've always been like, Oh, let's put one out a week. One, one yeah, yeah, episode yeah. a week. They're releasing it all at once. Okay. It's the first time that they're doing it for Marvel property. And I think that's them just saying, if we release it all at once, we'll see Disney's numbers go up on streaming. Yes. And they're looking at the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power and what happened there, which is that I think it was only 33% of the viewers finished, finished the it. series. Yeah. If you release it all at once, you have more eyes on it for a longer period of time and it pushes up Disney stock. But if Echo sucks, they end up being put in the same pantheon as Rings of Power. Right. So I think that's why they're doing that, which tells me also they need that property to come out before Captain Marvel or the Marvels because mm -hmm. they decide to push Marvels back to November and Echo's coming out in August. If you do a full 22 episodes, you're not going to, or no, it comes out in October. If you do 22 episodes, you're not making it before November. No. So they need that out right now. Uh, Secret Invasion mm -hmm. is still slated to come out weekly. People are hammering that right now, saying it's not Marvel, it's so not Marvel, it's more like the Netflix series of Marvel movies. And I'm like, that's what we've been waiting for. Yeah. We don't want She-Hulk and we don't want WandaVision. We want something serious, like Captain, uh, or that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. Yeah. You know, something low level like that. Um, so those are course corrections that they are making along the way. And I appreciate that. I also know that Kevin Feige is very adamant about the fact that once phase six is over, he's done. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is because of how it was handled in phase four. You know, the shine is off of Feige at this point. <laughs> and he is just one more phase away from being compared to Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Which is a shame because he gave us arguably the greatest franchise ever in the Infinity Saga. Right. But that's neither here or there because you're always remembered by your loss, your last loss, not your first win. Ooh. <laughs> what does is, what is Billy Bean say in uh, Moneyball? 
if you don't win the last game, who cares? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, whose book is it? There's a Hollywood book, and it's you're only as good as your next one. <laughs> like, what kind of stakes have you set up for yourself on the last one that you're going to walk into the next one? And, you know, it reminds me of Entourage when uh, he... <laughs> The main character, Vinny, decides he, he makes a flop. And they're like, you got to book the movie now. Got to book the next movie now before this hits the theaters. Yeah. you. This is why you book the movie now <laughs> before it comes out. <laughs> yeah. it's it, it. I love that. See, I love that side of it. Mm -hmm. I love seeing all the transactional stuff because I can see how that in, just like crunches down on the creative process when you start the film rolling. Yeah. I can totally see how that messes everything up. And of course you got the people walking through going, Oh, I like that. Hey, why don't you have more of this scene? I really like that scene. I saw earlier. <laughs> You're an executive producer. You showed up one day out of 152 <laughs> sports pantheon. Okay. Hoosiers. Uh, God, Hoosiers is great. <laughs> I, I gave it an A plus JC gave it an A. I, um, I'm going to go a little weaker. It's a minus. Okay. That's a great movie. It is. Yeah. I, you nobody, no one in their right mind can watch that movie and not cry. No. Yeah. I love you guys. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Gene Hackman. <laughs> Moneyball. Uh, got A's and A minuses across the board. God. The thing is, like, once again, from a craft level, mm -hmm. uh, that's a fantastic movie. It is. Uh, a minus. A minus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Miracle. U.S. hockey team. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell. Yes. Right. Um, I want hockey players. So once again, conflicting feelings. I don't know if it's as good as it made me feel. Uh, that's the thing though, is does it succeed in telling you an under underdog story? Oh, absolutely. And every sports movie is basically an underdog story. Uh huh. Um, is it schmaltzy at times? Does it hit all the same cliche things you expect in a sports movie? Yes. But does it still work? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't have quite the uh, the other emotional impact. It, it gets me and it, you know, pulls the heartstrings at the right moment. Yeah. Um, but I think overall it doesn't draw me back to uh, for rewatches. Uh, and I didn't watch it when it came out. I watched it a few years later. Um but I'm pretty distinct on it. Like remember the, where I was and yeah. uh, what else I was. I mean, it's got, it's time. got a range a plus to a B on this one. Oh, I, B plus B plus. Okay. Yeah. It's not B. Yeah. It's between B plus and a minus <laughs> bull Durham bull Durham's an a thank you. <laughs> That's, I love bull Durham. I know there are so many times when we're playing D and D when I go, you lollygagging, you lollygag to the cave, you lollygag to the door, uh, slap shot, 1977. Now I gave it a D plus Sam uh -huh. gave it a C because I'm like, you could not make this movie today. If this oh. movie came out today, it would be canceled within a weekend. <laughs> um, not only could you not make it today, uh, it is. There is so much stuff in there that I found personally offensive. <laughs> it really was like it is rough. But you know what? I'll never forget because I had never seen the movie until we did the show. Uh huh. And I'm watching it, and immediately I know what kind of movie I'm in when I see them arguing about doing the walk. 
the, the model walk and the guy's like, I'm gonna go out there to show my dick. I'm yeah. gonna show my dick to everybody. Yeah. And then he does it. I'm like, I'm into this. You're like, okay. I love this movie. <laughs> I love how offensive this is because I'm not someone who gets offended easily. Uh-huh. You know, I can understand why people do. It, that's that's neither here nor there. It's just for me personally, I don't have that bone in my body for some odd reason. Uh, I mean, I do get offended by racist shit, but what I you? think everybody is. Yeah. Slapshot. Uh, I love Paul Newman in it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic portrayal. Uh, but overall, I don't think the movie holds up that well. There's a Nazi cheering them on. Oh, yeah. When they're getting on the bus, you see a yes. Nazi in full regalia going, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we talked about it on one of my old podcasts because I think that we thought we were going to love it. Right. Yeah. Because it's been elevated in the zeitgeist so big. Yes. Greatest hockey movie of all time. Although the, uh, what are the brothers' names? The uh, Han- uh, Hanson brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the running bit and like they're playing uh, trains and whatever in the <laughs> hotel room. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that being that we just talked about bad boys, the Hanson brothers are Will Smith and Martin Lawrence on the screen. Okay. And the rest of the movie are like, let's just get back to the Hanson brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Poochie? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a C. It's a C. Okay. It's, a C. it's, I, given my love for Paul Newman, I wish it was higher. Oh yeah. I love Paul Newman. Yeah. I want to do Butch Cassidy at some point. Um, it's Butch Cassidy. It's Butch Cassidy is in my top four on Letterboxd. Okay. Okay. We have the video game Pantheon. We only got one movie in there. Warcraft. Uh, I haven't seen it. Okay, good. Uh, War and military. Okay. Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. That's a B plus. B plus. Yeah. Yeah. Top Gun from 1986. I gave it an A minus. Steve gave it a B plus. Sam gave it a C. What? Are Sam and I just like, we we, we define the top and bottoms of things? I, Sam is like you. He loves middle fingers. <laughs> Even if it means to the popular thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, which I cannot fault Top Gun for being an excellent movie. It's great. <laughs> Both Top's guns. I would even go so far as say Maverick's better than Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that Top Gun has to come in at an A minus. A minus. Yeah. Okay. Because Maverick is an A. If we if you had it here. I think Maverick is an A. Yeah. I, I would even be able, I might be able to push myself to think it's a perfect movie. Okay, Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson and Gene Hackman. I gave it a D plus. JC gave it a D. I had a good time with it. But there's a lot of logical problems with that movie. Are, are there? <laughs> there are. There's, there's an editing scene where he's running up a hill and a guy is shooting downward at him. Okay. But they keep fucking up the angles. Oh. <laughs> We're like... What was he doing? And JC's like, he goes up the hill. He goes down the hill. He goes up. The- I go, he's going up and down the same hill in for like, for like 30 seconds. <laughs> um, you're sure it's not a stylistic choice. That's an editing issue. <laughs> oh, uh, because do you know who directed it? Uh, no, no, of course you don't. Cause he's nobody. <laughs> Was it Alal Bilal like we saw earlier? <laughs> no, it's John Moore, who his illustrious career consists of Behind Enemy Lines. Yeah. Uh, the 2006 reboot of The Omen. Oh, Jesus. Flight of the Phoenix. With Dennis Quaid. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, you know what's funny is I like that movie. Max Payne. Off of the video game? Uh-huh. Oh, God. And A Good Day to Die Hard. Yep. When when your most popular, your best movie might be A Good Day to Die Hard. <laughs> That's rough. Was Timothy Oliphant in Max Payne? Um... I don't know if he is. Mark Wahlberg is Max Payne. Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Oliphant was in Hitman then. Yes. Yeah. I see what you're... I I get the two mixed up. Yep. So behind enemy lines... Uh, Can I go C minus? You can go C minus. Okay. Okay. And now the Western category. We've only done one. Unforgiven. And surprisingly, I had the highest grade on this one. I gave it a perfect score. JC gave it an A. Joel gave it an A. Um... As it's perfect. Yeah. If you, if you're going solely on Western stuff, as far as movies, it might be perfect. I think it's one of the best. It is. Yeah. You know, it's a phenomenal film and tombstone will be right underneath it. I'm sure. Uh, Wyatt Earp. I've never seen Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp is, it's a lot stronger than I thought it was. The first time I watched it, I was like, eh, kind of mixed on it. Like, but, is it, is it like a parallel to tombstone? Um, it's more uh, sentimental. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Deals with a more personal story than a than the actual event. Yes. And there's definitely some um, kind of romantic, personal, big sweeping romantic type stuff in it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's more of a, it, it feels different. Yeah. Even though it's, you know, playing with the same characters. Well, the next movie we'll do is Bad Boys 2, but... Maybe we'll do Tombstone after that. Can get JC on it because JC wants to do Tombstone. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, the fact that I got him to say yes to a podcast is pretty impressive. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, I'll call you Monday and maybe you'll do something with me. I got to redo all these franchise grades and trilogy grades now. Figure out all the averages of them now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because now I, I figure out what the best trilogies are, what the best franchises are based on the average of all the grades. Uh-huh. And so, like, as you can see, before before you start giving your grades and before I started changing mine, before Steve gave all of his grades, this is what they were at, where the uh-huh. Tolkien Saga was a B plus, Toy Story is, another, is the next strongest franchise, the Infinity Saga was next, Star Wars, uh, and so on. Um, but these have changed since. Oh, man. But also, I'm putting... Uh those are almost all A's. Almost all all of those are A's things. Which things? Uh, every franchise on there, except for uh, your your bottom three. The rest they fall off. Well, here they Mad Max is funny because Mad Max, its highs are great. Yeah, and its lows are great also. <laughs> like they're great lows. Yes. Uh, in Jurassic Park, its highs are great and its lows are great. Die Hard, first three are strong. The next two. Yeah. I mean, I like four sentimentally. Four is uh, Justin Long? Justin Long and Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. As the as Warlock. Warlock. I was like, the wizard? <laughs> no, Warlock. Your Warlock? <laughs> but e- e- Evil Dead, you know, eventually we got to do Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. You know, which you finally saw that. You never told me what you thought of it. Or did no. You? Yeah. What'd you think of it? It was great. Yeah. Did you like the keyhole scene? Yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> That was uh, Steve. Steve was like, oh, God. The, the, yeah, the peephole scene, brilliant. That that was one. We'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, there's the Alien movies. Of, yeah, I love those. I, not- no, but 
when you consider all of them and the grades that we had. Yes. This is before we were using percentage grades also. Okay. So these will change also because uh, the, obviously with the numbers that I've put in there, they'll be higher up. But unfortunately, you're going to have some stinkers in there because there are some low movies in every franchise. Mm -hmm. Like the Infinity Saga, I think is a perfect franchise. But when you look at the overall average of the grades in all the movies, it averages out to a B. Okay. And that's what it is. It's like as a franchise, all the grades, this is what's true. Average level movie, isn't it? Yeah. And then the trilogy, oh, there's your Nolan Dark Knight trilogy with a with a B plus average grade. Okay. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was an A minus. I, I separated these two because they should be separated. There's the original trilogy, the anti-trilogy, the prequel trilogy, the Back to the Future trilogy, and the Matrix. And soon we'll have the Bad Boys one. It's, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was something we were like, oh, I'll throw this out there and see what I can do with it. Yeah. But... Again, new grades will change all these. This will be my project next week. Uh, also, I mean, you should do all like 12 Star Trekses. <laughs> Look, <laughs> there I have over here. This, this is what I have uh -huh. underneath it. These are my suggestions for future franchise okay. trilogies to do. Yes. The Hunger Games. James Bond. Okay. The DCEU. The Zack Snyder universe. Yeah, yeah. The View Universe. That's, that's a loose franchise. They all tie together. <laughs> to a certain point, yeah. yeah. Harry Potter. I have Fantastic be separate. That's a separate thing. Indy. Mm -hmm. uh, we just did the MCU, but we're at Multiverse Saga. Paranormal Activity. I, I did all those a couple years ago. Pirates of the Caribbean, Shrek, Star Trek, Terminator, Fox's X-Men, Transformers, the Bourne series. The, uh, you don't have your Missions Impossible on there? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Which I cannot wait for seven. I know. I'm so psyched. And you know what? I have you to thank for this because I was kind of iffy on Mission Impossible until I remember the first time I met you, you were in the middle of rewatching Mission Impossibles. I don't doubt that. Yeah. And you had mentioned it to me and I was like, yeah, well, I know one was good, two was crap. And then three, you know, Abrams came back and saved the franchise. Uh, but I haven't really seen anything. Else. I go, oh, no. You need to do this. And you were so adamant about it. I went online and I looked up and I saw there was a Blu-ray pack. Oh yeah, yeah. Of them all. And I was like, I'll just get these. Josh swears by them. And I just, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. This, when only one movie out of five is a problem, damn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've been coming up on that one even. Well, the thing is, is when you watch them all, Again, they're dark worlding this one, which is they're making that one relevant. Yeah. With that's when you first meet Simon Pegg. Yeah. And you kind of need that. You need the origin part of it and, and, and where he came from. And I, I kind of appreciate that. It is a hard watch to start with. The first mm -hmm. 40 minutes of that movie is really tough to watch. Uh, but then once it gets into the Vatican and all that stuff, you're like, yeah, okay, we're back to a Mission Impossible movie. Yep. It's not just Tom Cruise flirting with uh, whatever her name was. Tandy Newton. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, she's hot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then for the trilogies, we got The Godfather, The Hangover, Planet of the Apes trilogy, which was the Rise, War, oh, and okay. Gone. Uh, the Riddick trilogy, the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, the TMNT, the live action Turtles. the Like the 90s ones? Secret okay. of the Ooze. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the Blade trilogy. 
Okay. Yeah, because these are the ones I was like, oh, these are ones that people might suggest, but can you think of any others? Um, what else is a good trilogy? Bad I Boys. Mean, yeah, Bad Boys, absolutely. Um, well, it's funny, we had Toy Story in there, and when they made four, we cut it out of it. It became a franchise. Franchise. Then. Yeah. Um, what? Hang on. Let me see here. I'm trying to figure out how many movies are in the original Planet of the Apes series. I think it's like six. There's six. <laughs> I know. I have those. You do? Yes. So I rewatched them all about 10 years ago. And I think my favorite was Conquest. Okay. Yeah. I think that was my favorite one. Yeah. I can see that. I don't know <laughs> if I agree, but I can see that. Yeah. I mean, beyond the first one. The first one's cl classic. Yes. Um. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you think about the Man With No Names trilogy? That goes in there. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, because this is looking into the future, the Spider-Verse okay. trilogy. Uh, two that would be near and dear to me would be the Coronado trilogy. <laughs> near and dear to me too, my friend. Okay. Uh, and the Unbreakable. Unbreakable split oh, glass. Okay. Did you like glass? Yeah. You did? Okay. Yeah. I, but I want to rewatch and see if I love. Because, you know, like. Well, part of this fun thing is, like, we think it's one thing. And then yes. when we do, we go, oh, we forgot about this, this, and this. <laughs> it makes it more interesting. If we just knew immediately what it was, it would make for much of a show. Uh, yeah, Unbreakable Trilogy, Split and Glass is in there also. I got that. The Cornet oh, I love the Cornetto Trilogy. Uh, um, one that I've never watched but I'm curious about is the Before Trilogy. Oh, Before Sunset, Before Midnight? Yeah. I always hear great things about it, but I've never actually seen those movies. Same. Maybe until somebody sees it, we'll nominate it. Okay. Yeah, because I don't want to nominate somebody and be like, yeah, this is just not for anybody outside the <laughs> indie circuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you do have the newer Star Treks as a separate. But is it? Because I know they play with time. They do. It is in the same universe, just a different timeline. Uh, also, I need you to make some choices if, if you're talking Godfather as well. It's one, two, and three. Okay. I is, swear by three. Three's not as bad as everybody thinks it is. Is it which cut? Is which like cut? The original. The theatrical. Theatrical cut. cut. Yeah. The most common one that you would see. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it would be interesting to watch Coda. Yes, it would be. Yeah. yeah, it would be. But I mean, you watched every extra on Lord of the Rings. I had a lot of time during the pandemic, <laughs> Josh. Okay. Was, people were locked in their houses here. Okay. <laughs> Unless you plan on releasing a disease, I don't think it's going to happen again. Hey, don't count me out. <laughs> no, the, I, 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 I love the Godfather movies, but for the sake of what this podcast is, I really like to see the, go over this most accessible versions of the movies. Okay. Which is why with Alien 3, we really talked about just the theatrical, not the assembly cut. Because that's the one that we were presented with. That was the final product. Um which is shit because eventually if we do Blade Runner, we have to do the first, the theatrical one, not the final cut. Oh. Right. But I would say the director's cut has been the most common. That was the first one that was released on DVD and was the only one for a long time. 
Right, but when they decide to air it on TV, they always air the original. Do they? Yeah, I've never seen them do it any other way. Now I bought the final cut on okay. Voodoo because again, I'm trying to force myself to like this. <laughs> I really am. Like I've watched this movie at least 10 times since I have bought it. Uh huh. And I'm just trying to like it. Like I appreciate it. Uh huh. I'm just trying to like it. Cause I feel like if I don't like it, I have to turn in my nerd card and I don't want to do that. Josh, I like my nerd card. Uh, just the other day, Elizabeth suggested that we watch the Alien franchise again, because we did that. You were like, oh, no, let's not do that. <laughs> but since she heard that, according to Ridley Scott, uh, they happen in the same universe, that uh, Blade Runner is part of the larger universe that Alien takes place in. I mean, it could be. They have nothing to do with each other, so they could exist. Yes, but there's uh, actually when Guy Pierce in Prometheus yes. is talking about uh, he had a mentor back on Earth who was a great businessman who lived in a pyramid in Los Angeles. There's a there's a there's a through line. Yeah. So there's a connection. It's a very thin one, but it's yeah. a through line. But she was like, can we watch those movies like in conjunction with the alien? And I was like, yes, of course. Yes. Oh, say it slower. Yeah. <laughs> but also there's also the through line that I've heard people talk about how Terminator is a prequel to the Matrix movies. Huh? Because Terminator is the beginning of AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matrix is when it finally takes all everything over. God. There's oh. a lot of ways to look at movies. <laughs> uh, some other trilogies for your consideration. Yes. Uh, Trilogy of the Dead. Night, Dawn, and Day. Was it meant to be a trilogy? Yeah, I think those first three, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, we'll just say Day of the Dead. Well, Night of the Living Dead. Yep. Trilogy. Starting back in the 1950s, right? 60s. I thought I thought night was in fifties. Sixty eight. Thank you. All right. Yep. Uh, what about Mariachi? El Mariachi's a tough watch. Desperado's great, and mm -hmm. what's the third movie? What's Upon a Time in Mexico? Yeah. I'll put that in there. El Mariachi trilogy. <laughs> the Naked Gun trilogy. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Naked Gun Trilogy. Oh. Oh, from the files of Police Squad. <laughs> um, so Police Squad might be a thing that uh, I have on my Plex at all times. Shut up. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, it's like, what, six episodes or whatever. It doesn't take up a lot of room. But I'm like, I need access to this because it just makes me happy. Of course. And it's not, it's hard to find streaming anywhere. And honestly, Naked Gun is probably the only time you'll see O.J. Simpson as a hero. Well, except for in my childhood dreams. Yes. Wow. I used to have an O.J. Simpson Bills jersey. Oh. Yeah. I was told it was in bad taste. I don't know why. The blood was fake. <laughs> Ooh. I did not see that coming. And that's how you build a punchline, kids. <laughs> um, see, just looking real quick. Just doing some Yeah, hey, I'm all for this. It, it's not for my consideration. It's for our consideration. Uh, I simply host the show. <laughs> do you count... Um, 
Rocky as one continuous saga, including Creed, or the Creed movie separate? I would, at this point, I would consider them all one saga. Okay. However, uh-huh. I could, I, I could see persuasion for saying if it's titled Rocky, that's the Rocky saga. Mm-hmm. If it's titled Creed, it's the Creed saga. If it was all one saga, it would all be Rocky as the title. Yeah. That's how I could see it. So I think you they could go both ways with it. Okay. So I'll throw the Rocky franchise. Okay. With Creed, possibly. Did you see Creed 3? Yes, I did. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I did too. Yeah, I did. I love the way that that final fight was shot too, where they took away the entire oh stadium. And it was just their backgrounds behind them. Yes. That was awesome. I've never seen a boxing fight done like that before. That was brilliant. Um, I mean, it was uh, anime inspired. Was it? Yes. That makes sense because I've heard Michael B. Jordan is big into anime. Yeah. He specifically talked about like that that fight was going to be uh, like an anime fight. And some of the moves, uh, that thing where, what is it? The camera pulls back through the bars of the prison. Yes, 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 And yes. then like smashes forward into it again. It's mm-hmm. so just. No, it was beautiful. Yeah. For Michael jo- Michael B. Jordan's first directorial movie, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, He's like, Coogler, hold my beer. I got this. Uh, which. Go fuck up Wakanda forever. The, <laughs> the first, is it the first fight? in the first Creed is phenomenal as well. Uh, I think that one of them is the one take. That's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just. It's awesome. I don't know how you do that. Um, yeah, I'm looking. Famous trilogies and franchises. Yeah. A lot of what we already got. Um, that'd be a hard watch. Oh, How to Train Your Dragon. Are those good? I don't know. I've never seen any of them. All right. I mean, I've seen some parts of them, but never. Let's see. Indy. Fistful of dollars. They're doing a lot of like breaking out of like the Iron Man trilogy, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Pirates, Aliens, Jurassic Park. Oh, Wolverine as a trilogy. Wolverine is a trilogy. Yeah. I don't know if it's Pantheon worthy. (laughs) I would argue that at least one and a half of those movies are. I'm going to guess it's the second one and the third one. Yes. Because everybody hates Origins. I don't Except me. I don't hate it. (laughs) But uh, it's not up there. I hate the second one. (gasps) The Oceans movies. All four? There's three. There are three Oceans movies. There's four. I mean, if you want to get technical, there's five, but in my heart. No, but as a franchise, the fourth one, Oceans 8, is a part of the same uh, narrative. Is it? Yes, because the leader of Oceans 8 is his brother or his sister. Copy that. Yeah. So the Oceans franchise, and I I love Oceans 8. I, th- I think it it's one of the few times I've seen them do the... Let's take a all the male cast and replace it with all female, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was awesome. Um, did you see? Not that they did the same thing, but Widows. Um, who was in Widows? Uh, a ton of people. None of which are coming to mind right now. Uh, twenty eighteen film. Oh, how about Saw? 
Saw franchise. Uh, I like it better than a lot of people do. I just bought them all for like 20 bucks. Yeah. On Voodoo. I was like, really? That cheap? Done. Yep. Uh, Widows, starring Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, Elizabeth Debicki, Cynthia uh, Erivo, Colin Farrell, Brian Tyree Henry, yes, I have Kalua, Carrie Coon, Robert Duvall, and Liam Neeson. I did see this. Yeah. That's an amazing cast. It's it's a great <laughs> cast in a forgettable movie. <laughs> it was one that uh, I know I really liked at the time um, because it's twisty. Yeah. I think it might play best because it is twisty. Um, I'll give it a B. Okay. I've got a weird one. Okay. The Superman trilogy. Bear with me on this one. Okay. Superman one, the Donner cut. Okay. Superman two and Superman returns that Brian Singer did. Wow. Cause returns was a sequel to two. Yes. Let me see here. And what that does is it negates three and that creepy robot bitch at the end <laughs> and nuclear man in four. <laughs> Two. The so Donner cut one? of Superman one is great. Yes. The problem is the way that they're listed on Apple movies. Mm -hmm. Actually, this franchise has it on IMDb. They have Superman one, two, three, four, and then Superman returns as the Superman trilogy or uh, as the Superman franchise. So they include three and four in this. But is, is that before Man of Steel? Man of Steel is not a part of that. Got it. Yeah. Man of Steel is Zack Snyder's yeah. DC. Huh. These are the Christopher Reeve ones plus Brandon Ruth. Yeah. But it's funny because in IMDb, it lists them all. And it says that the best film of the series is Superman Returns. That's wild. I know. Uh, Dirty Harry. <laughs> oh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Manhunter. Okay, so I was going to ask. The Thomas Harris series. Yes. Um, because there's the Hannibal, which could be a trilogy. Silence. Ha uh, Hannibal and Hannibal Rising. Well, you have Red Dragon in there as well. Well, Red Dragon, yeah. Red Dragon was a remake of Manhunter. Yes. Um. Because they even got listed here. Manhunter, Silence, Hannibal, Red Dragon, Hannibal Rising. Um, obviously, you wouldn't do it in that order because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, I, I almost wore a Michael Mann shirt today. I have two. You have two Michael, Michael Mann shirts? Yes. I have a Thief and a Heat. You may be the only person with two Michael Mann shirts. <laughs> uh, even better, my uh, co-host on Nashville CA did a Michael Mann man's cut of uh, heat because he thinks that all of the women in the movie get in the way of the, the bro action. And so he, <laughs> he cut out all the subplots with women. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a man's man. Nightmare on Elm Street. I love that series. Halloween. I'm mostly, I love watching that series. Um, there's Friday the 13th. <laughs> I don't know why we would talk about all those movies, but let's put it on there anyway. <laughs> there is a big drop off in those movies. Oh yeah. In fact, somebody was telling me about the other day, like, oh yeah, I started rewatching the Friday the 13th movies ago. When you see Corey Feldman, just run. <laughs> uh, 
God, I'm so happy you said Cornetto trilogy. Because Steve, I got Steve to finally watch um, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. And he was bored. What? I'm like, dude, you loved uh, what we do in the shadows. That type of humor. Uh Uh-huh. How did you not like this? He goes, I don't know. It just didn't hit with me. Like, that's, that's. Can't do anything with you. That's wild. Um. 33 greatest movie trilogies according to Empire the Jersey trilogy Clerks Mall Rats and Chasing Amy yeah but at that point Clerks 2 3 I mean Clerks is its own trilogy yeah okay they got Mission Impossible 1, 2, and 3 as a trilogy but it's not a trilogy it's no it's a franchise no um I did all those the Millennium Trilogy I was wondering about that. Yeah, it's all, it's, you know, in uh, Scandinavian. You know what sucks is that the remake they did, the American remake, Mm -hmm. was good. Mm -hmm. And nobody saw it. Yeah. But you know I'd go to bat for that one. I know you would. Yeah. The Mighty Ducks trilogy. (laughs) Oh, I forgot it was a trilogy. Uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers is a good one. Yes, and by the third movie, you can say, hey, remember when he used this in the other two movies? <laughs> Rewrites the same jokes. Um, Why do they have Mad Max as a trilogy? When was this written? That, I don't know. This was written in 2022. Emp- Willow Green at Empire Magazine, shame on you. Come on, Willow. <laughs> Guess what's on here? The Infernal Affairs trilogy. Oh, nice. Yes. Terminator 1, 2, and 3. I have Terminator on here. That's right here. But it's a franchise. Yeah, it's a franchise. Yeah. Because there's more than three. But Cameron had to go fuck that up and put the last movie in the middle of all the other ones. Mess with the timelines again. Uh, Okay. Talking, you know, leaning into my Mm -hmm. Halloween-iness. Exorcist? 1, 2, and 3? The Heretic is an interesting movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Hold on. Did we include Dominion? Oh. Well. Because that is Father Marin. Yeah. So, um, what all ones do I have? Plus, there's the director's kind of. <laughs> I'm putting in the franchise Exorcist. Yes. Oh, great. I'm, I'm so glad that we've already done The Exorcist because I don't want to watch that movie again for a little bit. Uh, it is a, that's a nearly a cozy movie for me. Went from one of the most harrowing experiences I've had to like, hey, I want to watch this anytime. Oh, look at that. Number 15 on this list is the Star Wars prequels. I guess they're not all bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, oh, Number 12 is Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3. Uh, you know what might work for The Exorcist is this Halloween 2023, as of this recording, the coming up one, uh, is the David Gordon Green Exorcist. They're they making another one? Yeah. Huh. And um, I hope it doesn't end up being like an Omen 2006. Oh, yeah. I, I hope not. Yeah. Ellen Burstyn's coming back, though. 
Is Reagan coming back? I don't remember. Linda Blair? I do not recall. I'm starting to piece things together in my head, and I'm like, I think I heard that she was returning. Linda Blair Exorcist. Got to put a 23 in there somewhere. Uh, let's see here. A Blumhouse spokesperson also specifically told the outlet that Linda Blair served as an advisor on the upcoming Exorcist film. She wasn't actually possessed, guys. <laughs> she advising on how not to abuse people when they're acting. There's the Evil Dead trilogy. Brilliant. Evil Dead trilogy comes in at number 10. Mm -hmm. Matrix is number nine. The Dollars trilogy is eight. Indy one, two, and three is seven. The Bourne is six. Godfather, how's Godfather the five? Toy Story is four. Back to the Future three. Original Star Wars is two, and the first one is Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Uh, I do think, and it'd be interesting to talk about, but Godfather 3, if it wasn't a Godfather film, would be very highly regarded. I think If it didn't have the past two movies to compete with, it would, yeah. Yeah. I think if it was just a crime movie from that era. Yeah. It, people would like it a lot better. I do too. Yep. I, I agree. The Last Jedi, if it didn't have Star Wars beforehand, it would be a great movie. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we've still proven each other's points uh -huh. on accident. Okay. <laughs> um, there was one I was just thinking of that I totally forgot about. Oh, the Batman quadrilogy. Oh, is it not? I have the DCEU, okay. which, which is, is a different thing. Different thing. But Batman Quadrilogy. I like it. In fact, we could just do The Batman. It's just every Batman movie ever from 66 on. That's a lot of, well. Well, from 30 something on. Yeah. But we won't talk about the 31. We've seen that costume. It ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> Those ears are flopping down. <laughs> It's a little sad. Yes. But yeah, I think we got a healthy dose here to, to, yeah. to, to feed off of. And I was talking with Steve about this and I want to run it by you also. Mm -hmm. If we decide to do a franchise <clears throat> and the first movie is God awful. Okay. Should we be allowed to just pull the ripcord and be like, we're done? I don't know because I don't know that if it wasn't for the reputation of uh, Bad Boys 2, would I want to keep going with this franchise? Quite possibly no. So maybe, what about this? What if, as you get three, four movies in, you realize these aren't getting any better? Oh, yes. Which means we would pull the ripcord probably pretty early in Friday the 13th. You might. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> but like, as soon as you start to see the diminishing returns and you know it's not going to be an upswing based on reputation and or yes. what you remember, we can pull the ripcord and be like, yeah, we're done with this franchise. As far as we're done, we're going to give it an incomplete grade. Uh, but we have all the other movies graded for themselves. Um, the other thing to think about, and this is going to sound really bad, I have the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I have the Spider-Verse. And of course, there's the other two, the Garfields. Yeah. And we know that the Tom Holland ones are part of Sony's 
Spider-Verse yes. also. <clears throat> Do we put all the Spider-Verse movies in one hat since they are all connected? Um, hmm. Okay, because I would have to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bail. But those, the Garfield ones. I think they're better than most people remember. I think they're better than a lot of people give them credit for compared to everything else though. So it's funny you say that because my last few weeks, my last week of school, I had four classes and in each class, for some reason, they all wanted to watch Spider-Man movies. Okay. Like I brought my voodoo up and I was like, okay, kids, what do you want to watch? Like Spider-Man. So one of my periods was watching the Toby Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Another period was watching the Garfield Spider-Man. Another one was watching No Way Home. Okay. And another one was watching Into the Spider-Verse. So I had four different ones. I'd say, I think two of the classes decided to opt out of what they were watching. They wanted to watch the Garfield ones. They like those more. Really? And I was like, really? Over the fun Toby ones? They're like, yeah, yeah, the Spider-Man's cool. I'm like, I agree, guys. I think it's a better series than the Toby ones. What what kind of uh, uh, turn of the century ruffians do you teach? Yeah, yeah. Hey, that one's a cool one. No, I, I like the Spider-Man. Was, uh, and uh, he was just like, no, no, Garfield, man. That's cool. We like that one. Okay, we'll watch it. All right. Yeah, and we're sitting there watching it. And I have another guy in that class. Uh, he, he was... He, he claimed to be a film guy also, but liked everything the opposite that I liked, uh, which was fun because he what he couldn't have a discussion uh-huh. with me. He was kind of like, I said my point, but I don't know what else to say after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, I'll just run over you every single time then. Uh, <laughs> but he was like, oh, the Amazing Spider-Man suck. I'm like, well, we're going to watch them and you're going to be sitting here watching them with us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of the first one, he was like, actually, that wasn't as bad as I thought. I go, I know. They, they got a bad rap. Because they're coming off of the Venom Toby Maguire ones. <laughs> now, uh, Spider-Man Two, I still consider the best live-action Spider-Man I've ever seen. Yes, bar none. It's the best live-action. It's uh, the best Spider-Man movie I've seen is across the Spider-Verse or beyond the be, be, beyond the Spider. Whatever the second one was, yeah. that's the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Two is, uh, I don't remember what I said at the time. I think I was, um, I think I was writing reviews at the time and it was like, I talked about how it's a phenomenal movie. Yes. Like not Spider-Man movie, not comic, the drama Mm -hmm. of the movie and the questions of it are like, it's just, it's so good. Just him giving up the suit. Yeah. Was amazing. Uh, And what do you do? What responsibilities do you have? All that kind of stuff uh, is excellent. That was a, I don't, haven't done a lot of like waiting till midnight, mm-hmm. but that was a release day movie for me for sure. No, I, I, I love Spider-Man too. Cause I feel like you've gotten past the origin story. It's the first comic book movie I can see that once you're past the origin story, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Because I can't think of a Marvel movie that got better with the second movie other than Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, the other thing, the part of the reason that I downplay the Spider-Man is Spider-Man uh, was one of my favorite heroes. Okay. Growing up. 
up until uh, and even past uh, Batman, when Batman came out, like that changed a whole lot of things. But Spider-Man, because he was young, yeah, and he felt a lot more approachable. Like he's not a god. Nope. Uh, he's a guy that an accident happened to. I mean, there was something relatable about Wolverine and Hulk with like being a kid with anger issues. Well, Marvel characters all are relatable. Yeah. It's the DC ones that have a problem. <laughs> that's that's a whole uh, Superman conversation right there. Oh, <laughs> don't get, I mean, dude, I, I we could talk for days on DC's issues. <laughs> <laughs> a guy at work actually asked me about it and he was like, you know, you think DC will uh, write their ship? I said, not unless they start using different heroes. Mm -hmm. I go, you, you, what are you gonna do with, what else can you do with Batman? I go, Batman's not even the best character in his movies. Right. <laughs> with Superman, you can't put him on the screen by himself because no one can relate to him. And all of anybody that's gonna fight him that's give him a threat is out of this world and unrelatable. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me Lex Luthor is going to win. It's not going to happen in reality. No, you have to, Superman has to be a part of what's happening. Yes. If he is the focus, then they screwed up at the point where he turned back time. <laughs> and that was Superman 1, I believe. Yeah. Where, where he he turned the planet around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not how time works, kids. <laughs> right. In fact, if he had done that, you would have all died. <laughs> I think we would have all flown off into space and then the continents would have uh, crushed themselves. At like 16,000 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the question with the Spider-Mans. Yes. Uh, I mean, and I've been, I'm high on Spider-Man. Yeah. What, what I'm trying to get to here. Um, do you include the Venoms and Morpheus, or Morbius? You're damn right I do. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, because, again... They tie into those movies directly. So, spoiler spoiler alert for uh, the Venoms. Mm -hmm. My lower ranked of the two is three and a half stars. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. I and people get whatever they want out of Venom and Venom Two. Personally, I can watch them. I'm not. I don't sit back and say, well, the source material was this and this is this, so I don't like it. Right. If you put a good movie on film, I'll watch it. I don't care about the source material. Look at Marvel's MCU. None of them really followed the source material. Right. They're still great movies. <laughs> but Morbius, I, Morbius is not great. Uh, so, did I buy Morbius? I might have bought Morbius. I have Morbius. I might have, yeah. Morbius is so bad. Did you hear what happened when they re-released it? Yes. Where it was a meme they took seriously. Yes. <laughs> it's Morbin time. And they're like, yeah, let's let's re-release that. Unbelievable. Tone deaf. Uh, yeah, Kira went and saw it, and she didn't like it. So, <laughs> Well, at one point as I was watching Morbius, and I'm sure you've seen it. I have not. Okay. Because she's, she steered me away from it. Every time I'm like, I think I'm going to watch Morbius. She's like, why did you even buy it? The funny thing about that movie is... At one point, Jared Leto is looking at this giant cylinder and it's got bats in it. And you hear the music and you realize the music is the same music from the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay. And you're like, 
Are they literally ripping this off? He's a bat. Yeah. We get it. <laughs> you don't have to convince us otherwise. <laughs> I have sonar. Yeah, I know. Batman does too. Yeah. That's a bat thing. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> you don't have to explain the, the wheel just, to me again. And you're watching just going, yeah, maybe this is a bad idea. Like, I get why you want to do it, but I don't get why you want to do it because Marvel's not exactly saying, yeah, we're on board. We're on board with that. Yeah. Uh, but I also, I told Steve this the other day, I said, right now, when you look at phase four and going into phase five, you would have never heard me say this about 10 years ago, but Sony is winning to Marvel. Mm -hmm. Sony is winning. Uh, if you give them the Tom Holland movies and you remove those from the MCU, I could say that the Sony Spider-Verse is greater than the MCU. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, what about Venoms and the Morbius? I go, well, what about the Hulk? What about Captain Marvel? What about Wakanda Forever? What about Thor Love and Thunder? There were some misses in there too, you know. You know, they're not all Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I don't know. There's the Andrew Garfield. Goes, Stop shitting on the Garfield Spider-Man. <laughs> you need to rewatch them, man. <laughs> um, and I would say this also, and you'll probably disagree with me on this one, but uh, Garfield had uh, Garfield's Peter Parker has better chemistry with his Gwen Stacy than Tobey Maguire's part Peter Parker has with Mary Jane Watson. Um, it's that's because they were dating at the time. <laughs> Well, that's not even fair, though. Like, they're actors. Act. No, I mean it's not fair because one of them is Emma Stone. Right. The other one was Kristen Dunst. She was kind of hot back in the day. I. She doesn't exude the same kind of charisma that Emma Stone does. Okay. What about Bryce Dallas Howard's Gwen Stacy then? I do love Bryce Dallas Howard. And she was a blonde then and hot. Uh. Okay. It's. I said that very aggressively. It's weird coming after <laughs> after that comment, but uh. Kira's middle name is Bryce. Yeah. I'm awkward now. Yeah. <laughs> and it is 100% because of Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, well, did you see that she's dyed her blonde again? No. Bryce Dallas Howard has dyed her blonde again. And I have a feeling she is going to be in an upcoming project. Uh-huh. Uh, involving our Spider-Man. I would be into that. I being that across the Spider-Verse or beyond the Spider-Verse, whatever the hell it was, uh, included a lot of clips from uh, the previous movies. I would not be surprised if in the third one, because Gwen Stacy is a big part of the second movie. She's huge. She's like the main character, basically. Okay. Um, being that Bryce Dallas Plot played Gwen Stacy, let's see her live action version of Spider-Gwen. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, please. Sign I'm me in. up. Two things. Put her head on a new body. We're good to go. Because <laughs> look, let's be, I mean, she's filled out a little bit because she's aged, mm -hmm. you know? And by the way, can we give her props for being the director that she is that no one's given her props for? Yeah. She's awesome. All of her, her Mandalorian episodes are the only ones that are watchable as far as I'm concerned. She gets, she gets relationships. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mandalorian is more human in her episodes. Yes. Than any of the others. Yeah. I'll grant you that. Yeah. And it's relatable then. Otherwise, just a guy in a suit walking around playing second fiddle in the third season. <laughs> second fiddle in the third season sounds pretty rough. Well, 
I think we've got ourselves a whole lot of work ahead of us. Love it. I'm loving it too. So after the Bad Boys trilogy, uh huh. What I'm gonna say something you never thought I'd say. Let's do the Man with No Name trilogy. <gasps> yes. Let's fill out some westerns. All right. Um, and we've got the indie one coming up also, so we'll just keep on cranking these bad boys out. Oh, this is gonna be good. I can't wait to rework all these to see what they end up being. I love, I love excelling. <laughs> I'm a Google spreadsheet guy. No, don't worry, you're not going to lose your nerd card anytime soon if you say things like, I love excelling. I, <laughs> the fact that I used it as a fun too. Uh-huh. <laughs>